Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is the use of feminine nouns, such as actress and comedian. These days, people often see such terms as sexist, but it's also common to hear at least some of them. So what exactly are the modern rules for using such terms? Actually, this isn't a matter of grammar. It's about writing to minimize the potential for readers to draw conclusions you don't want to convey. When considering feminine nouns, first remember, it could be worse. In some languages, most nouns have different forms for different sexes. For example, in Spanish, a male lawyer is an abogado, and a female lawyer is an abogada. Furthermore, in some languages, even verbs can have different forms, depending on the sex of their subject. In Hebrew, ra means saw for masculine subjects, while rata means saw for feminine subjects. And forgive me if my pronunciation is off. I haven't taken Spanish or Hebrew, so I hope I'm close. In Mandarin Chinese, a man can marry a woman, but a woman can only be married to a man. Even in English, there used to be more female-specific nouns than there are now. Centuries ago, people used now-obsolete nouns such as teacheress, soldieress, and ministress. The fact that English has mostly abandoned female-specific nouns like these is probably part of the reason the remaining ones tend to attract attention. Sometimes male and female-specific nouns don't suggest problematic messages. Pairs, such as prince and princess, duke and duchess, abbot and abbess, are unobjectionable. In these pairs, the male-specific term never refers to both males and females, even though it might be convenient to have a word to refer to any child of a king or queen. Prince can only mean a king or queen's son. So if the sexes are treated equally, each one having its own term, the female-specific term is probably okay. The next easiest cases are those in which a gender-neutral term has become popular. In recent decades, gender-neutral terms such as firefighter, police officer, mail carrier, and flight attendant have gained currency. Definitely use these. The troublesome cases are when we have one term that can refer to either sex and another that refers only to women. Take the word author. It can refer to men or women in a sentence like, our agency represents many authors. But if you use author to refer to writing of either sex and the exclusively feminine authoress to refer to female authors, you now have a way of referring specifically to female authors 
but no way of referring specifically to male authors. The implication is that most authors are male, and that it's worth pointing out when one of them isn't. As the Cambridge Grammar of the English Language says, quote, the marked term suggests some difference in status and may imply lower standards or achievement, end quote. This issue comes up even when there aren't gender-specific terms. For example, doctor can be either masculine or feminine. Sally McConnell-Gennett, a linguist at Cornell University who specializes in language and gender, advises, quote, If you write female doctor, then ask yourself why you want to emphasize that a certain doctor is a woman. Do you write male doctor in similar contexts? End quote. Her point is that sexism in society makes it easy to send messages in our word choice that we don't intend to send. The guidelines suggested in Garner's Modern American Usage and the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage is to avoid using a gender-specific noun unless sex is relevant to the discussion. Usually, it isn't. Sex doesn't typically matter when you're talking about doctors or authors, for example. But what about when sex is relevant? I've touched on this issue in the episode on the words woman versus female. Another case in point is actress. Male and female actors usually play different kinds of roles, so it's useful for people in show business to make this distinction. If actress saves them from having to say female actor, why not use it? Unfortunately, even if you follow this guideline of using gender-neutral noun forms, in most cases, in gender-specific nouns, only when sex is relevant, the problem remains. You'll end up using female-specific terms to talk specifically about women, but where's the analogous male-specific term? If there isn't one, you may still be sending a message that a woman doing some job is surprising news. And indeed, although there is sometimes a good reason to use the word actress, that hasn't stopped it from acquiring negative connotations, according to one contact we have in the industry. In cases like these, where linguistic change is ongoing, the usage of the audience you're writing for can be a good guide. If a certain community uses actress, and they're clearly not devaluing women's acting, feel free to do likewise. If they insist on actor across the board, you may want to follow suit. To sum up, if there's a gender-neutral term in general use, use it. If there's not, but the masculine and feminine nouns each stay in their own territory, use them. Be careful when one term can refer to either sex, another term refers only to women, and no term refers only to men. In these cases, avoid referring to a person's sex if possible. And if it's not, carefully assess the usage of your audience. But remember that these rules are just shortcuts. What matters is getting across the message you want to send and trying to block those you don't. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who has a doctoral degree in linguistics and blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the New York Times bestseller, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. That's all. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Sally McConnell-Gennett for her comments on an earlier draft of this podcast. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.